It's time now for Hallelujah, Tell It Like It Is on 103.9 FM WXAN. It's presented by the Lighthouse of Faith Ministries located at 420 South Street in Murfreesboro. Their worship services are Sunday morning at 11.30 a.m. and they welcome you. Time now for Hallelujah, Tell It Like It Is. Because of who you are. What God had spoken to me earlier this morning is to take the people on your spiritual journey. As I say, we that have been on this path a long time, we know the ups and downs, but even in times, everyone gets despondent, everyone gets down, that's part of the Christian journey. Wherever you are in your Christian walk, just begin to move and trust God by faith. You Once we understand that anything you receive from God is by faith first. It's by faith. Now, sometimes God may intervene into our world. He can intervene at any given time, and he may do something magnificent, spectacular in our lives. He may do something, and we don't even ask. We can call that a miracle. And that miracle is when the supernatural powers of God decides that it's going to come down into our natural world. And when that power of God decides that he comes down into our natural world, the natural laws are suspended. And God decides to do something on his own volition that you didn't ask for, you didn't need faith. But most of the time, God works in line with faith. Very seldom does God do us like that. He will and he can. But God wants to teach you the walk of faith. And there is a path that has been ordained that each one of us must walk this path. No matter what comes or go, it's a path that has been ordained and assigned by God. And we must walk this path. And what you must understand, that he goes before us, no matter where you are, no matter how you feel hemmed up, no matter what you're going through, the power and the spirit of God goes before you. And he makes the crooked places straight. You got to know that. You got to walk it. And sometimes we, we, we want to throw up our hands. All of this is part of the Christian journey, so don't. Do not be disturbed. Over in the book of Exodus 7, 13 and 17. Now listen, this is when God was bringing the children of Israel out of bondage. And you are a child of God when you're born again. God brings you out of bondage. He brings you just like he brought them out of Egypt. He will bring you out of the world. It's the same thing. They went through it literally, and we will go through what they went through spiritually. And this is why if you learn to get into the Old Testament and ask God to open up your understanding, you'll never be lost on your Christian walk. Because what they went through literally, we will experience it in our lives spiritually. So what happened, and it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them. Who led them? You got to know this. When they came out of Egypt, God led them. When you come out of the world, God leads you. And let me tell you something. You don't feel God's presence all the time like you want to feel it. 
And this is why he tells us we walk by faith because we don't always feel his presence in our life. And in order for God to take you to where he's trying to take you, and that is up to the mountain, he cannot pick you up every time you stumble and fall. He wants you to trust him and, and, and have faith in him as you walk this journey. And when you walk this journey, you got to remember, just like he led the children of Israel, he's leading you out of the world. Who's leading? God is leading you. You got to keep that in mind. Now listen, God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistine, although that was near. Now see, in, 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 in what the word is saying, God could have led them by the way of the Philistine, but God had a reason for not leading them that way. And this is where you have to trust the process. And your journey may be a little rough, but you must trust the process. And just like God did not lead them by the way of the Philistine, he had a reason. He had a reason. And let's see what that reason was. Although it was near, for God said, least peradventure, the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. So God knew if he led them on that shorter journey, if they saw the Philistine, they would try to run back into the world. So God had a, a, a reason for leading them in this roundabout way. And people of God, you got to trust the process. If you don't trust anything else, trust the process that God will not start a good work in you and not finish. Now listen, now listen, he, didn't, he took them this way because he knew that they will go back into bondage, just like many of us. We start on this journey, and because the road gets so tough and the road gets rough, and you don't have anyone to lead you and teach you and tell you what's going on, what will happen? How many have ran back to the world? I've had people to tell me it was better when I was in the world than what I'm going through now. Why? Because they did not understand the process. But God led the people about. Who led the people? God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. All right. So we understand. Now, God led them out of bondage. You coming out of the world. You got to apply this to your life spiritually. Now, let's see what happened over here. Okay. Now, now listen at this. You got to keep in mind. God led them out of the way of bondage. God was in control. Okay, and when God is in control, there's going to be many times on your journey, you're going to be exasperated. You're going to be upset. You're going to be even angry at God. And I can say this because I was once in this place and I had to find God himself had to teach me. I didn't know I, I, I wouldn't open my mouth and verbally verbalize this. But in my heart, it was so much pain against the things that I went through and the things that I had experienced. I just carried it in my heart, but I was too afraid of him to open my mouth and speak this. But God knows our heart. And why was I bitter? I became bitter on this journey. Why did I become bitter? Because of the things that I went through. 
Okay, and this is why I'm trying to help you. So when you find yourself on this journey, you'll understand your walk and you'll understand your path. And just stay with the process because if you stay with the process, God is going to lead you to that mountain. And we're going to talk about that mountain. I just got to say a little bit about that mountain. That mountain is not silver and gold. It's not what kind of car you drive. It's a house you live in. It's not the type of car you drive. It's none of those things. None of those things. That mountain is that place you ascend to when trials are in your life. That mountain is that place that you ascend to and, and you have everything you need. You have the peace of God. You have the joy of the Lord. You have the rest of the Lord. You're no longer tugging and struggling with life, but you have reached that elevation in God where God and you are living and God and you are dying. This is the place that God is trying to get us to and we've been thrown off of the path because men have made a glorious trip out of this. Men didn't tell you about the downside of this thing, but they told you about prosperity. They told you about silver and gold. They told you about living. All of those things are alright, but that's not living on the mountain. You can see how many moving stars are dropping dead by the dozen. Look at all these rappers. Every month it's a rapper dying. If he's not dying, they're killing each other. And they have silver, they have the gold, they drive the nice car. But look at the end result of their soul. Hallelujah. Now who's in control? God is in control. Now listen. Now we're going to that 15th verse and I want you to understand this. And then we're going to get into the message. It says, the 15th, uh, 15, and let me uh, start at the 22nd verse. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shear. You got to keep in mind your wilderness and your desert place, okay? Look where God led them, in the wilderness, in a desert place. Now listen, and they went three days in the wilderness, listen, and found no water. Three days. Do God, do you know what you're doing? This is what we would have said. God, do you really understand what you're doing? We had it better when we was in bondage. See, we had it better. We had leeks and we had the onions. It was better. So God, do you really know what you're doing? Three days in the wilderness, in a desert, in a dry place, and they found no water. Mm. Somebody better understand what I'm saying. Because somebody in the desert, and I know this. Now listen, three days. But who's in control? God is in control. And let me, let, let me drive this home. We, they went through it literally. You're going through it spiritually. spiritually. And we're going to talk a little. I, I'm going I'm to share my notes with you on this desert place. So you will understand where you are. And when they came tomorrow. Now listen, three days. Through the wilderness. Now you got to understand. This wasn't no five or ten people. We talking about a nation of people. Coming out into a desert place. And you got three days with no water. And when they finally came to water. Listen. And when they came to Mara. They could not drink of the water. Amara. But they were bitter. Therefore, 
The name of it was called Mara. Somebody is at Mara right now. The waters are bitter right now. But that's okay. Maybe bitter waters, but you got to understand you're on the right path. Now listen, and we don't want to do like they did. You got to get this man, this frame of mind, that Lord, I trust you. Even though you slay me, I trust you. Even though I don't understand the process, but I trust you. You got to trust God with everything you got. And this is how you got to program your mind. Remember last week I told you to detach from the problem. And we all got issues we're dealing with. So what God wants you to do is detach from the problem and begin to attach your eyes to the word. Now listen, listen what it say. And because the water was bitter, this is what we don't want to do. We don't want to murmur. We don't want to murmur. Even though I told you when I was in this desert, in this bitter place, even though I was in this bitter place, one thing about it, I never verbalized it. I never opened my mouth against God. And I carried it in my heart, but I never verbalized it. And sometimes we carry things in our heart. We carry pain that's of a loved one that's gone. We carry pain of how we've been abused and misused. And that's all right. That's all right. Because this is the bitter water. But God will honor you when you try not to murmur. God will honor that. Because God knows that only all you're going through is the dying and the crucifying of the flesh. Let me tell you, that's all you're going through. And God understands. And because of that, he knew what I had went through. And if any of you all grew up in this town with me, y'all know what I went through. You might not say it to my face, but y'all know the scandalize. Y'all know the pain. Y'all know the things. Hallelujah to everything. And even people, hallelujah, that are lying in the graveyard right now. Uh, folks that I helped led to the Lord, visited them on their deathbed, and brought to the Lord. But nevertheless, the bitter waters can sometimes make you not go back in my case. See, and that's where you got to be careful. We, I'm trying to get to my message here. Hallelujah. It'll make you stand still. Let me say that. It'll make you die. Those bitter waters will make you just don't want to go no further. Hallelujah. Now, yes, yes, yes. I went through so much. And still, folks still throwing, they, they can't reach me no more, but they can throw rocks at you. They still throwing rocks on stuff happened 50 years ago. My God, let, let, come on here. Now listen, don't do this. Don't murmur. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, what shall we drink? See, the murmuring, the children of Israel, that's all they did the whole time. They was, God was trying to lead them. God can do nothing with them because they murmured every step of the way. They just did some of everything. They talked bad. They talked negative. They even got a hold of Moses and did Moses and, and come against Moses because of his wife. And, and Moses had to pray for him and stand in the gap. Don't murmur. Don't murmur. You may not like your bitter waters, but don't murmur. Keep your mouth closed, and God is working, and he will work it out. Now listen. And the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the water, the water were made sweet. And that tree, I say that tree represents the tree that our Savior hung on. That tree 
represents is, is symbolic of the tree that our Savior hung on. So wherever you at with your bitter waters, just put the cross in your bitter waters. Just put Christ in your bitter water. If you put the Christ, if you put Jesus in your bitter water, your bitter waters will become sweet and you'll be able to drink it. You'll be able to drink it. But if you don't put Christ in your trials and tribulation, you will not be able to drink it. But put Jesus in everything and you'll be able to drink this water and go through your trial and tribulation. All right, let's go to Matthews 4 and I'm going to say a little bit over here. Now I want you to talk, I'm going to talk about your desert place. Now, first of all, a desert is a barren land. A barren land with very little precipitation. That means very little. In other words, it's a place where the living conditions are hostile. Now bring this down into your trials and things that you're going through. Alright. And one of the things that all deserts, I don't care where you're at, all deserts. Now they went through it literally, you're going through it spiritually. All deserts has a lack of water. When you're in this place spiritually, you're in a place where you're thirsty. You're in a place where it feels like you're dry. It feels like I can't hang on no more. I don't have the joy of the Lord like I used to. In this desert place, you'll feel like the zeal of the Lord is gone. In this desert place, you'll feel like it's a burden to read your word. In this desert place, you'll feel like, God, where are you? In this desert place, you'll feel like, God, I can't go on. And sometime in this desert place, you may take a step back into the world. You may go back and do the things that you used to do. You may go back and pick up a few habits that you used to have. Why? Because you're in this desert place. But God got you in this desert place because he brings you to the desert for you to die. You see, if God don't bring you to the desert to die, in the desert, that's where the transformation takes place. If God don't take you to this place, you will say, I did this. If God don't take you to this place, then you will take all the glory. In this desert place, it's where glory will die. In this desert place, your vision will die. In your desert place, hallelujah, your dreams will die. In your desert place, your hope will die. You're in a dry place, but God wants you to go ahead and go through. Don't murmur and complain because guess what? He's leading you. In this desert place, you will feel like you're all alone. You'll be with families and friends, but God, I feel so all alone. In this desert a place it is lack of water hallelujah but that's okay because it's the desert and God brings you to the desert to bring you face to face with yourself when you in this desert place you know Lord I can't do it unless you do it in this desert place you know Lord if I don't if you don't help me Lord I won't make it this is your desert place and sometimes people in the desert place they go all the way back into the world. But that's all right because that good work that God started in you, he will complete. All you have to do is trust God in your dry place. Don't worry about it. Just trust God because God got you. He said he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He said when the enemy come in like a flood, he'll lift up a standard. Don't you know you're on the path to the high places? And unless you go through your desert place, in that desert place when you die, when you die in that desert
desert place, when you come out of that desert, you will say, in God I live and in God I die. I know, I know I am who I am because of who he is. This is the purpose purpose of your desert place. Do not despise your beginning. Do not despise your path because your path is what's going to take you to the mountain. Woo. Glory to God. Woo. Now listen, listen, just so you know, you ain't alone in this place. Hallelujah. Just so you know, you're not in alone in this place. Let me show you how to act when you're in the desert. Let me tell you something. You ain't coming out till you pass the test, so you might well go ahead on and do the thing right. Because <laughs> if you don't allow God to do what he needs to do, you will be in, uh, you will end up like the children of Israel going around that same mountain 40 years. All right? Whew. Now remember, everything must die in this desert. That's why it take you there. It's dry land. Not much water flowing at all. But guess what? Just when you think you're just about ready to go under, he'll open up streams in the desert. Now listen. Now, children of Israel went to the desert. You going to the desert. And guess what? Jesus went to the desert. Listen. Listen here. Mark 4. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit. Listen, led by who? The Spirit. And the children of, of Israel were led by who? By God. Okay? So keep that in mind. He ain't got you out here wondering for nothing. You just not wondering. You got a purpose. Hallelujah. And it's never too late. Don't you let the devil tell you it's never too late for nothing God is doing. Now listen, then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Jesus himself had to go back way by the wilderness. He had to go by the way of the, uh, of the desert. So now, if, if the children of Israel had to go by the way of the desert, if Moses had to go to the backside of the desert, if Elijah come out of the desert, and Jesus himself had to go to the desert. And John the Baptist came out of the desert. What makes you and I any different? It's the same path. Come on here. Now listen. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward a hungry. When you're in this place that God has put you, he teaches you this way so that you can die to sell because if you don't go like so many we seen have bad bypassed the desert you know how they bypass the desert let me tell you when they bypass the desert the whole ministry is about the dollar give me some gadgets to get that dollar out of your pocket when they bypass the desert all they want to tell you about is prosperity and you can have this and you can have that. Now this is what, when Jesus was 40 days, he was afterwards a hunger. He was hungry. 
And see, when you bypass the, de the desert, you're hungry for glory. You're hungry for power. You're hungry for control. You're hungry to be seen. You're hungry to have your name in lights. Hallelujah. That means you have not come face to face with the desert. Oh, don't fool yourself. Hallelujah. This is why the world is in the shape that they're in. Because when they started, when God started leading them and allowing the enemy to tempt them. Because they're hungry for all of this power. And hungry to be seen. Hungry to be heard. Hungry to have a big fine church. Hallelujah. Mm. Y'all better hear somebody because I'm teaching you the truth. I'm teaching you the truth. They hungry. We think this here hungry just means Jesus didn't have no bread. But you can be hungry for all the wrong things. Hallelujah. I've seen women and men in the church hungry for a husband, hungry for a man, hungry for a wife. And they never allow God to do the work that he needs to do in them to bring them a gift. God wants to give you a companion for a gift, but he can't give you a companion unless you go by the way of the desert, unless you've been humble, unless you've been taught and cleaned up by God. That's why so many are sitting up now looking for that better hand, but they have not took the time to allow God to do what he needs to do. And I've seen people get married at 90 years old. Hallelujah. It's actually seen it. 70 and 80 years old. Come on here. Hallelujah. It ain't never too late to let God do what he need to do in you. And this is why we have so many uh, uh, messed up marriages and all kind of stuff going on. Because we did not allow God to do. And see, I'm teaching you firsthand information what God taught me. And, and we'll talk about it later at another day. To help you so God can bring you everything that you desire in this kingdom walk. All right. All right. So now listen, Jesus was led and afterwards he was hungry. So when you're in this desert place, you got to make sure that you hunger for the right thing. Don't be hungering after all the glory and don't be hungering to be a man pleaser. See, we, you got people that want to be a man pleaser. You got people that want to tickle your flesh when they preach. And you got people that want to flow and, and showboat, what we used to call showboat. Don't get away from that. Hunger for the right thing. Hunger for the word. He said, blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. See, you got to hunger after righteousness. You got to have a heart that, Lord, I want to live for you. Lord, you got to have a heart that when you trip and fall, you got a broken and contrite spirit. That your spirit is so broken and wounded because, God, I let you down. God, I, 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 I messed up. This is a broken and contrite spirit is what God wants. Hallelujah. And then he goes on. Now listen, and what Jesus, see when you're in your desert, quit talking too much in your desert. Don't talk. When you talk, Satan hears your conversation. You give him an upper hand when you talk in your desert. And sometime in your desert, you have to sometime, in the, back in the old days, the mothers used to come to the church. 
and the mothers used to be under a burden for souls or maybe under a burden for somebody. And sometimes when the mothers come to the church, they didn't have words to say, but they would just moan. So sometimes you need to just moan before God. You may not have to, you may not want to put the word, but just moan because God hears your moan. He reads your heart. But you don't want to, if you talk in your desert, make sure you're lining up with the word of God. See, I didn't have nobody help me on this journey like I'm trying to help y'all. Now listen, what did Jesus say? It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. When he comes to you, listen, when Jesus said that, remember last week, we talked about a period. A period means end of the line. When you say it, say no more. It's all over. But when we mess up, we keep talking. Jesus gave that devil the word. And whatever you're going through, give the word. Give the word. Don't say nothing after the word. I'm telling you, there's power in the word. And there's power in your word. The Bible says man will be justified by his words. He will be condemned. The Bible says there is death and life in the power of the tongue. There is death and life. So quit speaking death in your life. Quit speaking death and begin to speak life. Hallelujah. You've been listening to Hallelujah, Tell It Like It Is, brought to you by the Lighthouse of Faith Ministries in Murfreesboro. They're located at 420 South Street, and you can join them for their Sunday morning worship services at 1130 a.m. Tune in again next time for Hallelujah, Tell It Like It Is. Because of who you are, I give. Dedicated to all God's children of the world Hold on, hold on When it seems